Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode, number 103 of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I've got a bit of a fun topic for you today, and it's around finding your passion. First, I'd like to start off by defining what I mean by passion. I see passion as that intense drive, that enthusiasm or excitement that you feel when you engage in something that aligns with your interests, your values, and your strengths. When you feel like you're working in alignment with what you're passionate about, or you're feeling passionate about your work, then I've noticed that it can lead to greater fulfillment, greater sense of well-being, and even fuels success in various aspects of your life. Something also interesting that I've noticed is that passion can actually coincide with being well compensated. I think that sometimes we start to believe that we can either have a fulfilling career or we can have sufficient compensation, but we start to believe that we can't have both. A great example of this is the stereotype of the starving artist who gets to be passionate about what they do, but stereotypically doesn't earn any money from that. Or the other example is committing yourself to a job that you're not at all passionate about with the idea that the only thing that really matters is the paycheck. What I've noticed is that you don't necessarily have to sacrifice one for the other. You get to decide. You can be well compensated for work that you are passionate about. What's more is that it's also possible to create passion around work that is starting to feel stale to you or that you haven't necessarily felt passionate about in the past, you can start to cultivate passion around that. I think it starts with drawing a link between what are your interests, what are your values, what are your strengths, and what is it that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Once you have linked those things in your mind, then it's much easier to start to cultivate a mindset that has you looking for and reinforcing your passion around your work. Passion is linked to your core beliefs. It's really linked to what is most important to you. How does your work link up with what you value? Once you have awareness around those beliefs and the emotions that drive your decisions, then you're much better positioned to decide what your next steps are. And I'll just offer a side note here around the relationship between passion and motivation. Sometimes I think these two emotions can be used interchangeably. I see passion as being more around those core beliefs around what's really important to you, what interests you, what do you value over the long term, 
it really refers to a deeper emotional connection to your work. When you're passionate about your work, you feel a strong sense of fulfillment and purpose, and you're willing to invest the time and effort into it, even when there's challenges. Motivation, on the other hand, is more the thoughts and feelings situationally that can fuel your actions on a day-to-day basis. It can push you to set goals, take initiative, and put in the effort required to achieve those goals. However, motivation is more linked to thoughts about immediate reward. For example, if I'm looking at a task and I'm thinking, oh, this task is going to be easy, or it's going to be fun, or it's going to be interesting. Those types of thoughts are more likely to be linked with feeling motivated. I get a reward from the task in the sense that I get the gratification of accomplishment, the enjoyment of the experience, or the entertainment of actually doing the task. What's interesting is that whether you feel passionate about something or you feel motivated about something, both of those emotions can fuel action. When we're feeling passionate about something, it fuels us to move towards that something. It's an attraction. When we're feeling motivated about something, it also fuels us to take action, to get started. However, you can be passionate about something and not feel motivated to do it. So for example, you might be passionate about becoming a coach or a teacher or a doctor or an accountant. However, you might wake up in the morning not feeling motivated to do any of the near-term tasks that are associated with fulfilling that long-term goal. I think this is important to remember because sometimes we look at lack of motivation as a problem. We might think, oh, well, I'm not actually passionate about this long-term goal because I can't seem to bring myself to do the things that are required to expend the effort and the energy to do the tasks and perform them consistently over time to fulfill that passion. I would like to offer that a lack of motivation is very normal. It's my belief that our brains are wired to seek gratification, avoid pain, and expend very little energy. I think that's part of our survival mechanisms. So when we show up to tasks, even when we're working on things that we're passionate about and we're feeling a lack of motivation, I don't think it's actually a problem. I think we can make it into a problem and use it as a reason to not move forward, not take action. However, I also think that we can take action even in an absence of motivation. There are other emotions that also fuel action. Things like determination, inspiration, courage. All of those things might not feel like motivation, but they can also spark action. So it's not a problem if you are showing up to your day-to-day tasks, working on something that you're ultimately passionate about, but you're not feeling motivated. It's completely fine, normal, even to be expected. 
It's also true that you can be motivated to do something and not be passionate about the overall mission or purpose associated with the task. One of my hobbies is process improvement, or another example is financial analysis. I'll do these things just for fun sometimes, and it doesn't necessarily have to be related to an overall project or my long-term mission. They're just things that I engage in for fun. So I share all of this to communicate that there is a link between passion and motivation in that they both can fuel action, but both are not necessary in order for you to move forward. You can be passionate and not feel motivated, and you can also feel motivated and not be passionate. So what are some strategies for creating more passion around what you're doing? I use that word creating very deliberately. Even though the title of the podcast is Finding Your Passion, it's my experience that passion can be cultivated and developed over time. One of the mistakes that I made early on was thinking that my passion was outside of me, that I had to go and look for it, that I would eventually find my passion. And what I've noticed over time is that the more I invest in intentionally and consciously developing passion, I can actually become more passionate about something that I'm working on, which then can lead me to feeling more feelings of satisfaction, gratification, and fulfillment. So I think it's a worthwhile endeavor to work on creating more passion around what you're doing. There are typically two scenarios in which I see people wanting to cultivate more passion with regards to their work. One is when they're just starting out. In conversation with young people, I'm noticing a lot of pressure, self-imposed and societal pressure that's being exerted on people to figure out what they're passionate about, or at least figure out which career they want at a very early age. And this can create pressure for them in the sense that they almost become stuck. They become frozen in the fear that they're going to make a mistake or they're going to choose the wrong career path or that whatever they decide on isn't something that they're going to be passionate about. So for those people who are finding themselves stuck or putting a lot of pressure on themselves to pick the quote unquote right career, the strategy that I'd like to offer is one of trial and error. The common challenge with the fear of failure or the belief that you have to get it right, right from the start, is that it can overwhelm us and actually cause us to be stuck. Whereas if we are engaging in trial and error, if we're taking small steps, experiencing different things and engaging in ongoing assessment, then there's less of that self-imposed pressure to get it right. It's helpful to remember that your passion is unique to you. And it's really correlated with your interests, your strengths, and your values. So the more 
that you can engage in trial and error and self-awareness, then the more you'll get to know what is really important to you. And that's the path to discovering what you're passionate about. You can start by reflecting on your past experiences, hobbies, and moments when you felt truly alive. I've spoken to a lot of people about what it was that they thought that they wanted to do when they were kids. And it's so fascinating the way that those desires and passions that we had early on often can point us towards our true purpose and passion in life as an adult. It might also be helpful to consider trying new activities and stepping out of your comfort zone. Sometimes what you're passionate about can be discovered through a very unexpected avenue. For example, when I was young, I loved taking pictures. I really got invested heavily in photography. I realized through that experience, I started doing wedding photography and made a business out of it. And that's how I discovered my passion for business development was in taking this hobby, this strength of mine, and transforming it into a business, which led to other businesses, which ultimately led me to becoming an accountant, and then finally led me to starting my own business as a business coach. So pursuing those different types of experiences, hobbies, strengths, those can all lead you to discovering new untapped areas of passion in your life. Another example is, again, when I was younger, I did quite a bit of traveling. It gave me an entirely new appreciation for the area in which I was raised. And so I think trying new things, traveling outside your comfort zone, all of that can also provide you context for what it is that you are truly interested and engaged in versus what might be theoretically nice to try in the future. The second scenario in which I notice people are interested in creating more passion is when they've been in a job or they're later in their career and they notice that maybe they're feeling like the job has grown a bit stale for them or maybe they've not necessarily ever taken the time to think about creating passion around their work and they're just starting to do that now. It's quite common that when you grow and change, your interests might shift as well. So it can be really helpful to embrace that change and that evolution and see it as a sign of personal growth rather than as a reason to beat up on yourself. I have had coaching conversations with people who can be quite frustrated with themselves for not considering what their passions were, what their interests were, what their values were earlier on in their lives. They're frustrated that they're now just coming to it later on. And they might be tempted to think, well, I should have done this earlier. If you find yourself in a situation where you're looking for new challenges, new interests, you want to explore your strengths in a new and interesting way, then I'll offer a couple strategies for people in that position as well. I think the first thing I'd like to suggest is that taking a look at your emotional state can be very helpful. 
we can start hearing from our extended network or we're looking around on social media and it seems like things are much better for other people than they are for ourselves, especially when it comes to work. We start getting trapped in this cycle that things will be better if I can just change my job, start a business, get a different boss, have different colleagues. Checking in with your emotional state in that situation can be very helpful because sometimes we're just looking for validation of our feelings rather than looking to change our external circumstances. So we might be feeling undervalued in our job and we're thinking that another job might help us to feel more valued. We might be feeling stifled, micromanaged. We might not be given the opportunity to exercise autonomy. We might be bored. We might just start to notice that the work that we're doing no longer aligns with our value system as we start to become more familiar with our values. The other option is that we could be experiencing burnout as well. And the thing about burnout is that burnout is rarely solved by a new job. But burnout can benefit from more emotional awareness and validation. So regardless of where you're at in your journey, young or old, brand new or seasoned expert, cultivating more passion around your work is absolutely an opportunity for you. It's a matter of uncovering your core beliefs, finding out what's important to you. What would you like to leave as your legacy? How do you want to show up in your life? What are those activities that you would like to engage in on a day-to-day basis? What are your beliefs about yourself and what are your beliefs about your life purpose? In order to uncover some of that, it can be really helpful to start by just setting aside some time for self-reflection. You can also regularly engage in activities around values clarification. Some people find it very helpful to create a journal in which you can document your interests, your experiences, and your moments of joy. You can also hire a coach to help you get clarity around your belief systems and how they might be impacting your behaviors and your choices. And you can regularly assess and reassess your career path and whether it's still in alignment with your values. As you grow and evolve, your values might shift and it's important to ensure your career choices continually reflect those changes. You can use your values to set clear career goals. When you have a sense of what you want to achieve and why, you can make the choices that lead you in that right direction for you. And the last strategy that I'll offer is around anticipating obstacles. Trying things for the first time, or even the process of cultivating self-awareness, It can be very uncomfortable. You might not be used to being a student or perhaps you're afraid of making a mistake. I love to help people recognize themselves for being willing to try something new and validating those uncomfortable emotions like fear, dread, regret, disappointment, guilt, shame. Those feelings 
don't go away when you find your passion. In fact, working in your passion often requires you to recognize and honor those feelings even more than when you're operating in your comfort zone. That's why we call it the comfort zone, because we are not required to recognize or maybe take responsibility for our difficult emotions. In the comfort zone, we can more easily avoid taking responsibility or even suppress those difficult emotions, which then gives us the illusion that there are less difficult emotions. But in reality, there is equal opportunity to experience the difficult emotions within or outside the comfort zone. The reason I always urge exploration outside the comfort zone is not because it leads to an elimination of those difficult emotions. It's because it leads to discovering your passion, your source of joy, trying out new jobs, learning new things. These can help us to better understand what we like to do and also what we don't like to do. And it's those difficult emotions that are the communicators of that information to us. So the number one skill that can help you on this journey to finding your passion is your ability to navigate difficult emotions. They are going to come up. Whether you stay the course or whether you try something new, there's always going to be those difficult emotions. Seeking your passion is just like starting a weightlifting routine for emotional development. You have to continue to lift those weights consistently Embrace those difficult emotions in order to grow your strength in that area. This is what the coaching container is best suited for. With the support of your coach, you can start to grow your self-awareness. You can start to recognize yourself for stepping outside of the comfort zone. And you can start to consciously and intentionally create more passion around what you're doing. If I can be of assistance to you in any way, I would love it if you were to reach out and set up a free strategy session on my website at financialwellnesscoach.ca. Thanks everyone and have a great week. Are you looking for a coach who will help you increase your business profit while protecting your time and your well-being? If so, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. 